When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Dun, dun, da, da, da. All right, yes, one of our... Ladies and gentlemen, ahead, boys and girls, I'm starting the show. Drew. It always seems like it's almost like a circus. I want, I want it to be, you know, energetic. Yeah, yeah. Our guest is Anderson. Hey, Look what's at him up? there. Oh, we're going? This is yep, it? This, this is, is it. it. We we're, don't really have a big intro. We're into it. It's Anderson Cowan. He was uh, working with us on Loveline for years. Yes. How many years. years? What year did you start? Uh, we we uh, almost hit 17 years with Jesus. me. Jesus. Oh, yeah. my God. It was uh, Pennywise's second appearance was my first night training. Was Fletcher drinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the, Poopa it was, City night. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty Poopa intense City. Night. It was one with the SWAT oh, team and yeah, show up. They, yeah. uh, that was in Pasadena, right? No, 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 no. It was in uh, Culver City at the Westwood One Studios. And he claimed to have a live grenade on him yeah, yeah. and locked himself Might in the have. room with us. Might have. I was pretty excited about my new job. I'm like, this is pretty fun. Every <laughs> yeah, night's going right to be awesome. Alley. But you, then like three nights later was my first night running solo and uh, we had Moby on. And that was June 9th, uh, 1999. That was a much different show. Talking veganism. Yeah. Talking political he stuff. He showed up late because he got lost looking for his vegan restaurant on the way. Well, and then... <gasps> I'm being molested by... Rex, our, our Australian shepherd, is attacking. Anderson. By the Pinsky's dog. He's <laughs> licking his face. Hi, Rex. <laughs> the, and my wife, the producer of this podcast, insists that Rex be a part of the show because he gets so many social media hits. <laughs> yeah. so I'm a dog person. person. I'm a dog person. <laughs> it's good. It's good. He, look at him. He wraps his arm. Look how he hugs him. Yeah, he's hugging Get that him. picture. That's perfect. You can see that on yeah, the my wife podcast. Is not gonna, my wife's going to feel like I might be cheating, I think, if she sees these pictures. <laughs> this is borderline. It this is, is borderline cheating, yeah. <laughs> he, he's going south pretty soon. Here, so so Loveline's just suddenly and crazily went off the air after 33 years. Yeah. I think I was on it in 1987. So what year, how long ago is that? Let's do the math real quick. 29 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. 29 years Yeah. Ago. Okay, so how long? When did it start, Drew? Because I'm just going to interview eight, guys about eight, love 83. lines. Well, do you, do you want to do and no no drug the history and alcohol of stuff? love lines? No drug and alcohol stuff. We'll get to that. I got later. high just to, for the drug and alcohol stuff. Huh? The, show. the aloe, the aloe guys. I got <laughs> high on the way up here so that I could be prepared. Are you stoned? The you aloe guys are here. Don't you want to give them? <laughs> aloe something? House Recovery Center is filming and and sponsoring our show. It's a place I started in Malibu. And Drew say alligator. Aloe. Aloe. Aloe House Treatment Center. Aloe House Treatment Center. Okay, cool. Okay, so I started, it's basically what Drew and I did at Las Encinas, right. but like with job training and, and still doing the right thing, yeah. which a lot of Malibu is not doing the right thing. Have it, you had it, any friends go to Malibu Treatment Center? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known a lot of people who have gone through all a couple of the different Malibu Treatment Centers out there. I like that you're out there now, too, because <laughs> I had heard things about the other one uh, over the years from various people as well. The so. emphasis on on uh, the, sh- the the cotton sheets thread, thread number. Count? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Not as important I, to I've you? never seen that on a, a rehab center. No. <laughs> What's a certain clientele they're reaching out to you, Bob? It's about the staff and the philosophy of yeah. care only. Right. It's it. Well, I spent time over at Las Encinas, not as a, a client. There but was I, no thread count. It was... It you really? Was, I don't remember you visiting. I visited Drew over there. Actually, I'll talk to you about some stuff off air. I don't think it's for air, but I talked to you. I, I visited you over there, and then I had a close family member that was actually in the program over there 
on my wife's side, and I went over there a few times to visit. When her. we were working there, yeah. What was yeah, the yeah. thread count on our sheets? Dude? It was like four hundred, I think. It <laughs> wasn't acceptable. Our, we have essentially had canvas sheets. <laughs> yeah, we were going for like, this is what's waiting you in prison if you don't. <laughs> yeah. if you don't they have up. a scared straight uh, theme going on over there. So that's what we did. Aloe's you know, grassroots community-based thing, but um, a lot more social model. But I have a surprise for you, but I don't know if the dog is going to steal it from me or not. Is it edible? Get it? Yes. Is it edible? Yes. It's edible. Okay. I'm shocked. I'm I'm very confused now. Okay, so I'm a giant Pittsburgh Penguin fan, as Bob knows. And you and have the tattoo is, of the logo. Fig, did you figure on your, it had right. something to do with that? I figured it had something to do with the Penguins <laughs> or a picture because the first thing that Bob does is show me a picture of him with the uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup. And last time you were on Loveline, actually, I uh, spent the entire two hours of the show, not running the show, but taking pictures of the ring that you had so kindly let me borrow, which was the championship well, ring. look at this. This is for you from the owner of the Penguins. No it's way. your tattoo. Ron Burkle, <laughs> owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, gave me a penguin cookie. I'm never eating this. Are you kidding when me? I, when it's, it's your tattoo. It's you, so beautiful. He's going to shellac it and then frame <laughs> this it. This is like more this valuable than eaten. the last slice of cake for my wedding cake. <laughs> This is going right next oh, to show it. it. Hold it up so you can take a picture of it. <laughs> it's the Penguins logo. And I told Ron that you have, a friend of mine has the Penguins logo right. tattooed. And he goes, he probably likes them better than I do. Yeah, he, I probably do. I probably <laughs> I do. Careful, Rex. Careful, Rex. Yeah, put it back in the... That's, that's crazy. Rex. When did you Thank get you the so tattoo? Much, when did you get the uh, tattoo? Hey, Rex. Rex is almost eating my cookie. <laughs> this is terrifying. This is very upset. This is boring for all non-hockey fans. But uh, they had just signed Zygmunt Palfy. That's how long ago it was. I remember. I want to say 2003. And you're not from Pittsburgh? My dad's from Pittsburgh. Hey, it's my dad's birthday. He's no longer with us, but today's my dad's birthday. So, Actually, I don't know when this airs. Does this air like somewhere around the New Year? Like Happy New Year? <laughs> I know no. you guys like to bank them. No, no. This will be a couple weeks out. A couple weeks out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, but, uh, but So you're not from Pittsburgh. You're just a Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, I get man. passionate about things, Bob. Drew knows that. Like, I, I get into something, and that's it. I'm in. So you, what does that mean? Let's translate the word passion. It's also psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just a very passionate person. So usually somebody... Drew, do you hear, when you hear uh, you're a very passionate person, I'm a very passionate person, is that the same bells different, go off for different. you as I'm a very sexual person? No, no. Because I heard for years on yeah, Loveline? No, no, no. I know you'd be uh, intense. Yeah. Intensely. Once you, once you get your something in your craw, it ain't coming out. It's good. It works for certain things. So yeah. we're going for the history of love lines tonight. Wait, wait, hold on. A little more on Anderson. Would... Talk about your podcast. Oh, oh, real quick. Yeah. Plugging up front. I love that. Okay, I got a couple shows that are doing well. They're, they're healthy. Uh, and actually, it's keeping me afloat uh, here in between jobs, as it were. Uh, 17 years of love line, find out that I'm having a kid, and suddenly I'm, I'm jobless, which is always great. The oh, universe God. works. His wife just got an MSW. Yeah, so she's doing it right. right. Even okay. though we have to start so paying she... back those loans right around now, oh. too. Right? So love line goes away, and she's six months pregnant. Beautiful. Oh, this is God. life, my friends. Yeah. This is America. But the show that I put a lot of work into uh, that I do weekly, I, w- I would like to uh, give a little plug for, and that's called Cinematics. And we, uh, my friend uh, Greg Struzovosti, who is a certified uh film critic he has been for for 20 25 years now we talk about movies that are coming out that friday we screen them beforehand and we uh critique them and uh we let you know what's worth your time secret and life of pets secret life of pets is on our radar i don't think i'll hit it for that show because it's not quite of the ill well i'm going these next guys, friday no matter fucking what i'm pretty excited that. about it i'm pretty <laughs> excited about these guys are you know cinematic kind of you know auteurs and they yeah. are, well what movies in america could they be reviewing? but like we, we cover <laughs> like finding dory you know <laughs> okay. lobster Okay. Uh, the lobster we covered the lobster yeah did you see it my son saw it he said you have got to go see I it I love the first act and then it goes off in the woods and never really yeah. comes back but you know we let you know what's worth your time and energy but not just that but you give a detailed analysis yeah, we have not, fun not, not 
not a not a review, an analysis, a cinematic. So you're analysis. at the Sundance yes. Theater we, on Crescent Heights and Lemley in Pasadena. Those yeah, are the yeah, only yeah, yeah. To play those movies, a lot of Lemley. But like I said, we did covering Dory. My favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of the year, was Green Room, which is a movie you should see, Bob. Green Room. Green What's Room. What's it about? It's about punk rock. These punk rockers who uh, get caught behind enemy lines at a, a neo-Nazi punk rock club in Oregon. It's oh, so really? fucking good. El- Anton Yelchin stars in it. Oh, oh my god! Just Very sad. I know. Sad. Very sad. He's so good. Oh, I got to see that. And we also covered a movie. Um, we I used to have much... Anton was on Love. I remember. Was he? Absolutely. Not when I was there. Yes. A lot of people came in, and you I didn't, didn't know, know who they were, he, and then I found out who they were later. Right, right, and I'm like, did know. I meet that guy? He, he was looks no, He was not even beginning his career yet. He was just somebody that people were looking towards. The Big Combo is that the yeah. name of the movie? We talk about classic movies too, especially Greg. He goes back. He loves a Big Combo. Yeah. And we were covering the Big Combo, and then after the show was over, he actually did research on this certain character in the Big Combo that he loved, named Rita, and he found out that. It's your mom. Yes. That's insane. He told me that off air. We didn't even cover that on the show. How weird is that? What? I mean, he's going, the big combo. I think my mom was in there. Yeah, she yeah, was. I, I didn't know what the character was named. She was in just... 10 movies, and one of them was called The Big Combo, which we covered on the show. Is it a jazz movie? No, it's a, she was in Film Noir. Noirs. Film Noir, yeah. Oh, my God. He was so, my, my partner, my co-host, was so taken aback by her performance. He researched her, and he was shocked. He immediately called me. He's like, oh, my God. That, you know that woman I was going on and on about? Rita, how great she was? And that was Dr. Drew's mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we, lots of it, lots of intrigue and mystery. See what you can find out about her. Yeah, she, 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 oh, he may he may teach you more than I know. Yeah, she yeah. know Ida Lupino. No, because Ida Lupino was a director of film noir towards the end, right? I don't know. And I don't know Ida Lupino. That that the, particular the actress. She will tell you. She'll go on your series. You can call her and she'll go on. Your I body. I would love to set Greg she, up with an interview. And she has great. a whole story about that particular filming because the mob shut them down. They were in New Orleans, and there's a whole backstory. A I love that. Backstory. I yeah. love that. A lot of times the stories behind some of these movies are way better than the actual yeah. movies themselves. Yeah, yeah. So please, feel, uh, she loves that. She right. She she doing. I would love to set up Greg. I would love to set him up with an interview. Oh my god, to make her make her life. So we can't be Do politically incorrect, but you're kind of like an art f movie buff. No, he's a he's a. He's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up to making a mo- I'm making he's my first auteur. feature. Did you notice we can't even see, we can't say that. And yeah, you, now it's the n word and the f word. Look, he's so an you're o- an art f. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's, it rhymes with hag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where he was going. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, these are movies I saw when I was going to school. Yeah. Well, my first movie, which I'm gearing up to, to if you, if you, uh, I don't want to talk too much about, I would love to plug it. If you know anything about me and you know how much I love movies and how much I give to them, I am um, gearing up to actually try and raise some money for my first feature. I'm really close. Look at his arm. I got film tattooed on yeah, my arm. Yeah, I see that. And uh, I'm I always up. thought it was a snake. Andrew, no, oh, shit. <laughs> that's the running joke with all my friends. They're a cool snake, bro. Why is it broken? <laughs> Because one's 16 millimeter, one's 35 oh, millimeter. I see. Okay. Anyways, if you want to be involved or see what what, what it takes to uh, raise money for a little independent feature, uh, I'm going to be doing that probably. The goal is September 1st is when we're going to launch the campaign. But AndersonCallan.com, I have information over there. Thing or what? Probably one of those. And uh, if you send me an email, I'll keep you in the loop. Okay. Right? And then you have the with Mike. Yeah. And then I do After Disaster and the Film Vault. Those shows are doing fine. Film Vault with Brian from Corolla. Ball Brian. Ball, Ball Brian. Ball and uh, and Carano, Mike Carano, who you know, we've talked to you know, several yeah. times. Uh, Carano and I just did a movie, uh, a documentary where he infiltrated ICP and the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, we no. heard about that. We had pictures of And we went down it. to uh, San Saw Diego. pictures of them dressed as the Insane Clown We put on the makeup and everything. It was on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did but, a 40-minute documentary. He... <laughs> 
He said something like, it, you, you, at the open, he was saying, like, there was something else going on in San Diego, something rough. Trump rally. Trump rally, yeah. ICP Memorial concert. Day. This is going to turn out great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What can go wrong? And alcohol. <laughs> Mixed with alcohol. Well, and the next picture is him with being sprayed by Fago. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It I, really is do unbelievable. Do we love those guys or what? We love them. Their fans freak me the fuck out. Though. Yeah. I'm af- I was going to go to the big festival. I'm afraid to go. Yeah, though. the gathering? The gathering. Oh, you should be afraid. I heard a story. Yeah, I heard about the guy. It's at where is it? What's in Ohio? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, don't do, don't do, don't do that, Drew. We should go. No. Here's a little story. Here's a little story. Uh, I heard the second hand about Bobcat Goldthwait covering the gathering. He was he he did what you were going to do, which was like be the the MC. I guess it it wouldn't be a keynote speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Be the MC, and uh, he had a bodyguard. And Bobcat Goldthwait was like, "I don't need a bodyguard. I'm fine." Oh no, I go with the bodyguard. And the bodyguard was uh, knocked out cold by just some random Random fan five minutes later. And Bobcat was on his own. Whole audience of G.G. Allen's, right? The audience is worse than the than the art, the crazy artist. I'm so afraid of them. I try not to talk about them. Because oh I'm going to say something disparaging. You know what I mean? But the, the, the guys, the uh, uh, Violent J. They're and, the best. Uh, Shaggy. Shaggy. Too dope. They're very interesting dudes. And really fun dudes. fun guys. I've, I've heard interviews They got with some them. stuff. Very you know. talented with two liter bottles of Fago. The things that they did on stage with the Fago was really interesting. Do you think they'll come on the show? If they're in town, they would definitely come on to the show. I'm not sh- We'd have to go to them. You know what I'm saying? Too dope. Last time sh- they were on Loveline, just like, yeah. probably two months ago, Tag. Yeah. Shaggy flew. I think they both flew in just for I Love know, Line. I know from Detroit. Yeah, they, they love Drew. They yeah. love all of it. That's so. why I wanted to go out and reciprocate and go to the gathering. But you'd have to like, we would have to hire like a little mini army to go. Drew, to I, I could see <laughs> the Drew Juggalos seeing you out there, and they could see it. They, they would think of it as like a rite of passage there, if they overtook yeah. you. Isn't right, there a it's, documentary, it's the same thing. Isn't there a documentary? Yeah, about it's it? called American Juggalo. No, Twenty minutes on YouTube. Is, it's so good. Look, it, it'd be the same thing as Fletcher vomiting on me. If so, somebody, no, somebody's going to go. You would be penetrated, be, Drew, in one way or another. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> be careful, buddy. All right. Come on now. He, right. he could be. All right. So let's, your other podcast, talk about the after that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So we just, uh, it's an idea show. We, we talk a lot of ideas. Mike Carano, Tyler White, who former Loveline uh, screener, and I, we're all different generations. So we're, all, we're all different age, so we all have different ideas. And it's an energetic show, and it's very fun. And, uh, people have been with a us on that show. A lot of big fans of it. And when they, for when six they do, years. When or they so. do it live, a ton of people show up. And we from, sold out the improv. Over, from all That's over. It's good times. All right, let's, let's take a little break. Be right back. This life is sponsored by Bergamet Mega Plus. Uh, this is a very interesting nutritional supplement that helps reduce the risk of heart disease. It is a product that is derived naturally from the key extracts of the bergamot citrus fruit. Just right there in the name, Bergamet Mega. The bergamot citrus fruit is endemic in Calabria region of Italy, and it is extremely rich in something called polyphenols. This is something that can affect cholesterol metabolism, polyphenols. Uh, the Italian government was so interested in this, actually funded the development of bergamot. And the research I have read carefully, and it looks good. I've got to tell you, if you are someone that has issue with taking a statin, should be on a statin, can't tolerate a statin, this is a natural statin what we call an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. It has many of the properties of a statin that lower triglyceride, raise HDL, lower LDL. It also has an effect on metabolic syndrome. It may improve insulin resistance as well. So in a nutshell, for you, Bergamet Mega Plus can address conditions faced by millions of Americans worldwide. As I said, that is the metabolic syndrome, which is characterized by increased abdominal fat, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, 
and insulin resistance. This is a combination known as the metabolic syndrome. And, you know, very often, in addition to diet, physicians are recommending a number of different medications. If you haven't got to that point yet, please talk to your doctor about the possibility of trying Bergamot Mega Plus. Only do it with the supervision of your doctor, of course, but it is available over the counter. And as usual, I want you always to consult with your physicians before you take anything. I want you to know, though, cardiologists and physicians worldwide have been recommending Bergamot Mega Plus. I actually have been recommending it. Its effectiveness has been the subject of many studies, and it looks good. To learn more, visit bergamet.com. That is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. Or you can go to thislifepodcast.com or drdrew.com and click on the Bergamet banner on our website. All right, now we're back, and uh, Bob, now you want to do your interviewing. Well, now, now well, we well, now I'm interested in Anderson's life because he just goes through this traumatic thing where he, a thing he's been doing for 17 years is just gone yeah. overnight in yeah. a week. Yeah. And look at what he invented. I, we're doing this, we're doing that. No, that resiliency, right. that thing I try to teach my clients. Like, yeah, bad shit happens. You fucking buck up. I should be freaking out. I don't know why I'm not. It's a couple things. First You're an all, adult. First yeah, of all, the lo- love line enabled him not to go yeah. and do things he needed Complacency. to do. Complacency. Yeah, he was and now now him being dropped makes him do these things that he's quite capable of doing. He just wasn't doing and now he's doing them. You right. know what you're going through is similar to what happened to us at the hospital. I thought I was going to work there till I died. Right. Until I, Lost and seen and us. then yeah. the people, we had some bad things go on right. and I was out in the street. I'm actually happy, you know, because I started aloe and I... Well, we met, say bad I, things it, go on. It's yeah. nothing to do with us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, politics. Politics yes. is what happens. Yes. A lot, yeah, so, LA Times was not kind. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I lived so, it all. I, I was right but, there with Drew watching but, it all happen. But you, the same feeling you probably had, I had for a month or a month and a half afterwards, like, fuck, this is so unfair. Fuck this. I never had that thought. I've never I never had did. that thought. And, and then I just said, well, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And I figured out a bunch of stuff that's been a lot more Talent rewarding rises. and fun. I remember and talking to Bob um, during, remember when we did your daytime show, Drew, like years ago, yeah. Dr. Drew Live, which was yeah. an ironic name because you were rarely live. Because <laughs> a lot of the time we had to play playback because you were out of town so much at the time. We're talking about the daytime t- <laughs> we, uh, radio it was, show. It was a live radio show, though. Yeah. yeah, but it was about two times a week I'd have to play playback because playback you'd be in some other part of the country. Really? Right? I know yeah. that. It I was funny. That. I remember I talking to affiliates. They're like, why are you guys calling it live when uh, you're always doing these best ups? I said, right. But I was talking, we used to have Bob on all the time. Yeah. And I remember talking Tuesdays. to Bob. It yeah. was right during the recession, the crash in yes, 2008. it was. That's yeah. right. And I remember Bob, um, and I'll never forget it. You're like, everyone's going to freak out and they're all losing their money. They don't know how to live. I got, you know, a, a couple thousand dollars. I live out in Joshua Tree. I'm gonna, I can be fine for 10 years. I can ride this out. That's People true. don't know how to live. They my all mortgage, live above, above I, their means. I had a mortgage that was four seventy five a month, Drew. Like, <laughs> yeah. cool. like that's that's freedom. <laughs> where'd you go, where'd you go off the rail? <laughs> Having kids, yeah. wanting a family. Oh, congratulations yeah, on Elvis, by the fun. way. Yeah. And there's and Sydney's coming on August. Oh, that's the name of my yeah. dog. And uh, oh, be, because of because of my favorite player in hockey, Sydney Crosby. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And we're going to Sydney, so it's perfect. That's yeah. well, well, why, right? My little daughter will be born in August, and and it's after. Sydney, Sid Barrett, Sydney yeah. Vicious, Sydney Your Dog. Nice. And, <laughs> nice. And, and Sydney, Sydney Crosby. Where we're, where we're going. <laughs> all we'll boys. A, a girl named after all boys. I love it. I there like you it. go. Aww. But we got we to gotta figure this out because I think that it got dropped so fast and I know it's hurt you, Drew, and nobody's really talked about it. This was an institution. I always think of it as an L.A. thing. Love Lines was an L.A. thing. I used to drive by when I was... Uh, you know, mid twenties, 
to Pasadena and you'd be in there doing love lines in in, in the old in the old uh, place Sunday across, nights right yeah, yeah. Sunday nights yeah. and Rodney was on after before before, oh, right. before. before. yeah so you go watch Rodney Bingenheimer do his show and yeah. talk to him like hey what's happening he was he's a peculiar man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the mayor of the Sunset Strip? <laughs> yeah, the oh, Sunset yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I people love to see that. They want to know. But he's very kind and yeah, very sweet, man. Sweet, sweet guy. guy. Seems but you could go there as a 22 year old. You could go there Just roll and in. be a part of it. Right? No, listen, I remember Susanna Hoffs knocking on the back door. Oh, would so you mind, beautiful. Would you mind giving Rodney my DVD? I really she, they, Nobody knew who she was. They, we have this band. <laughs> we have a girl band. Would you mind? I remember this. So I, I loved her. She was one of my favorites growing up when I was a kid. And so that's where it started. And then it rose to this unbelievable height where it's live on MTV, videotape, you know. Like. It was Corolla and MTV that really put it like, yeah. in the zeitgeist, yes. right? Yes, that was. But it really was important it. here in L.A. It was in the Rodney, the Rodney Loveline thing was an institution for my generation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and we learned about sex, and we learned about being an adult, and we learned about being responsible yeah. from that conversation. I think it, it kind of, you know, got a little too much anal sex talk. Towards, well, there was a, about the a late decade 90s, where that was kind of the, the late thing. 90s. Yeah. Where what? The, where that was when I started, like yeah. anal sex was like the thing to talk about. Yeah. That's life. when I called it penis line. Yeah. <laughs> it was anal line, yeah. It but was, the history of it, it was so important, and and to just have it just disappear and nobody talks about it. Yeah, I've not seen Drew. We've talked a couple times on the phone, but I've not seen him since uh, it just suddenly went away. So how how is have you woken up in the middle of the night? Look at Drew's eyes right now. He's having some feelings about. No, it. I'm having feelings, but they're not all bad. No. They're good. I think because it's good. because one of the things. When you say it just went away, that's the way radio is. Yeah, radio. We've just, experienced. That. Yeah, radio just ends. I mean, you you can after be after thirty years. Listen, you can be thirty years of of an institution of playing certain kind of music and overnight be ranchero music the next day. Yeah, and disco nobody is says, over, and they're blowing up all the records in the middle of Yankee Stadium. Nobody says anything about anything. It just boom, it just happens. That's yeah. what radio is. So we we followed in the long tradition of radio, <laughs> but we did have a. I thought the fact that we even had a last show was sort of out of tradition, and I thought the last show was interesting. Kathy Griffin showed up, Andy Dick showed up, yeah. But the fact that Kathy went out of Kathy doesn't do she doesn't do that anymore. She, I thought that was kind of Adam kept going. Why are you making a big deal out of this? I said she, she's she sells out stadiums mm-hmm. now. She doesn't have to do this. She, she does well for us. Yeah. It was sad that Mike wasn't there though. Mike, Mike Catherwood. Mike. Who? Yeah. Mike Carano was there. Mike yeah, Crawford. Mike Catherwood. Yeah, they, we had a weird thing with the program director where the program director didn't like the way, you know this whole story, right? Yeah. The way Mike had radio. Yeah, there's more So radio many stuff. egos in radio. He didn't they like can get the, away with egos in radio because I think radio is smaller time. A lot of time egos can't get to that level like in movies or TV because there's so much more money involved. They're going to do whatever makes sense with the money. just different. But with radio, you have more controls if your ego tells you to do something because... Well, I listen. I love Kevin Weatherly, but he. Said I didn't he, say the name. He did. He doesn't. He's our program director, and he didn't like the way Mike this exited. Exited. He didn't feel that he gave the administration the enough time and didn't notify them, and he announced it on the air before telling anybody. Even though the, his manager had called the music director and told him because they couldn't get a hold of the program director, the music director didn't tell him there was anything more to do. But still, there was sort of hurt feelings. I think more than anything, so he refused to let Mike come back and do the do the last show. Yeah, so cool. Mike could have just rolled in though. It's not like it was, Weatherly was at the gate, nah, you know. <laughs> well, you would have never even known. Weatherly honestly. didn't show up either, so yeah. you know. I, in a perfect world, we would have had Striker there. We would have had uh, Mike Catherwood. Well, Striker still works there, right? I saw yeah, him yeah. at the Christmas when I went with yeah. you guys. Striker Striker years were unique and great in their own little way. What They're is really what does Striker do? Does he have a regular? He has show? a shift there. He has a regular shift. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And, you know, but we, we I think that we did the best w- with what we had to work with. We didn't have a whole lot of notice, and it was nice. It was a nice little send-off. Well, but to be fair, this is the, we'll go ahead and interview us, Bob. Okay, so, so some of the highlights, everybody knows, the ones I know, Fletcher was going to blow up the studio, right? Um, real quick, the, before you move on, I'm sorry. So you're talking about how it's an institution in L.A., and let me just tell you this real quick, all right? So the show... Explain to like, people what that means, too, because people not from L.A. may Because not everyone it. in L.A. Knew listened it. to well, that it was, show. It was, it was on, about a 30-year uh, age window where, like, if you were born in between such and such and such and such, you knew Loveline. It was a yeah, rite of passage. And, and if it was a Sunday night show for 10 years in the 80s and early 90s, and then it went to five nights a week... Only in Los Angeles. The only place that was talking about sex and 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 young adult issues. As I've said, what talking about drugs? What motivated me initially was HIV and AIDS, which wasn't even called that. Grids, grids, and that and that no one was talking to young people about the consequence of their sexual behavior. And I was like, dude, this is a, don't people, I was like, people understand there's really something serious coming here. And I was dealing with it every day in the hospitals, and I just started talking about it. No one was talking about. It. I was 24 years old. So I rolled in. It was about three weeks after Loveline was over. I had a big beard, so I kind of looked scraggly because I was I had my playoff beard going for the Penguins, right? Yeah. And I roll into just some random bar, and I order a beer, and uh, a woman comes over. She goes, starts talking to me, and she asks how I'm going, how it's going, what I do. I said I just lost my job, and all I, I just said I just lost my job. She said, "What? What was it?" And I said, eh, "It's in radio. That's how I'd always leave it." And she goes, "Don't tell me you're part of the Loveline crew." Oh, I was oh, so hurt God. when that show went away, and, and she's like, "I grew up in LA, and it's just like it's, it's like I lost a friend." A, a and lot I heard of that people, a few times, but to be, f- I did too. Yeah, but none of those people were active listeners. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, the problem yeah. with Loveline was always like that show's still on. Yeah, we'd hear that all the time. Yes, and and with Mike, we had made the, for the first time new listeners, real inroads with young Hispanic listeners. Really mm-hmm. had a very deep growing audience there, and it was wonderful to finally finally have gotten get have in touch with them version. yeah yeah well it's los angeles we're in los angeles I I mean, if you don't have the hispanic audience you don't have los angeles and uh that really i missed that i missed that we that that i felt really but when mike left mike catherwood left all of a sudden and there was i did by the way Anderson, i didn't know really i knew he was unhappy right I really didn't well know. we could see that he was unhappy yeah. he'd come in and he would just uh bitch and moan all night and yeah. just be angry he became a different person overnight. well he's raising a child he that decided he'd want to spend time with his daughter yeah which yeah. was acceptable yeah and uh, when he left uh, he, and you know i'd been complaining for a long <laughs> I mean, drew a triplets he didn't do that so i don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's really acceptable <laughs> i've been complaining for a long time yeah long time Two years I've been complaining that, yeah. that something had to be done. I was going to leave. Right. The model was not there anymore, and uh, the writing was on the wall. And uh, I think there was a chance to turn it around if we had the right support group behind us. I don't think we had that. It would have been nice for Drew to so let's received a paycheck in the last two years. I too. think it should live on as a podcast somewhere, but uh, it's owned by so many different entities. Right. So that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what happened to all the podcasts? Did so they we just had take a, them away? We had a very loyal following. We had like a million a, a month. Oh my god! Downloads and it's all just went away because everyone owns a piece of Loveline, from my understanding, from the people I've talked. What about a classic Loveline? All, all in the same boat because it's got the Loveline name. There was talk of, I don't know how much I should be saying, but there's talk of uh, somebody actually going through the, cla- the the old shows, pulling every mention of Loveline out of it, and just. Oh. Putting it back on somewhere. As the Adam and Drew show or something. <laughs> yeah. But you know what the editing behind that? Uh, Nate the man right there behind the board. No, I think more like uh, <laughs> I own the, Giovanni. I own, yeah, Gio and I have talked about it. And I, I own hundreds of pounds of Loveline archives. I don't own them. I'm keeping them safe. Good. I don't know where else to put them, you know? Oh, my God. Hundreds and hundreds so of pounds. So let's go through some of the historical things. Mm. One is I started becoming kind of a regular on Lovelines when I got sober in 87. Mm. 
that's when you and I, that thing that's in the movie about me, right? Yes. I was sober then. Like Bob's then, movie. Bob's movie. And, oh, yeah, Bob's and movie. Louis was your guy, right? That went on to MTV. Louis Largent. Louis Largent. And he would call me if a guest canceled because I lived on Barham. He was the booker? This, he was sort of the yeah, producer. He was like, yeah, he was also he was sort of music guy at the station. He had various different jobs. So right? you got to understand why it was I was on that show at the at the uh, near Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. I lived at Barham in the freeway. Oh, so I could right come there. in two minutes wow. if somebody canceled. So then all of a sudden I started relapsing again, Anderson. Mm-hmm. And as, as addicts do. <laughs> Especially <laughs> addicts of your stature. Drew got more and more not, I don't know, it just it got testy sometimes. Then a guy was having his wife on the show, I don't know if you remember, a guy wanted his wife to have sex with 50 men. Oh, my remember God. Remember the guy? Yes, yes. And I wanted to beat him up. Yes. Not not take part? I was a little intoxicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see just, that. I was just you drinking. Just, you want to defend her honor, <laughs> right? It was his wife. But, but remember you, that? You, yes, I, I remember that. I remember your... I have no vivid I wanted memories, to beat him up. I don't but know. But I remember I, your <laughs> agitation was not, that was not unique to the level of agitation <laughs> that you, you had towards, you, you were pugilistic a lot of the time. <laughs> yes. So that got me banned from the building. I couldn't do it anymore. You were good on stage though. Like you didn't really go off and get, I, I've seen you a number of times on stage back when I was a kid yeah, and you know, were. I could hold it together. Thelonious. Well, but in, in the Bob and the Monster, we have a footage of him on, on Loveline from right. 86 or something. Yeah. And uh, he starts helping somebody. And I'm like, dude, if you you know, I said, you probably make a therapist if you get your shit together. Do you think that was the, the, the one thing? That made Neither you... of us remembered it. <laughs> really? Oh, how that's they, so depressing. How they found it is just stunning. But there's just the fact that, that the glimmer of what yeah. he became was there, and, and it I recognized it. Yeah, and he recognized yeah. it. But it was so fun, and it was such like something I listened to when I was in college, and then now I'm, I get to be on it. It was so fun. Yeah. And then then it exploded after that. I was I was in the wilderness while it exploded yeah. i remember seeing you guys on television what was that like being on television every that was day? that was fun every day you were oh on? we those were taped oh really? we would do six shows a day a really? day six we didn't know hours, any better the they first were hour shows one hour shows it, and people always go who are your writers we go us we're the writers madam and i and there were no writing it was just all in, it was straight to tape so anderson you're much and, younger so you must have seen the tv show. yeah i was familiar with the show and what was funny is i'm the oldest of four and uh, all of my siblings watched and or listened to loveline except for me i was the only one <laughs> really? who did it because you got siblings if you're the oldest and one of your younger siblings kind of discovers something you can't get into it right so that was theirs <laughs> Until I started working on the show. And the first time I ever listened to Loveline all the way through, of course, I you know was familiar with it. It'd be on... I didn't like... <laughs> before I started working on Loveline, I yeah. didn't like it a lot of the time because most of the time when it was on, I was coming back from a venue in the backseat of a friend's car, hammered, <laughs> or lots of fucking drugs, <laughs> and Drew would be on there talking about sobriety, devastation. Sobriety. Yeah. And it made me feel awful. And I'd be like, put on some music. Yeah, turn please, that off. Turn please, turn that shit off. Preachy guy. And a lot of time I'd be on speed and I'd start to like, you know, <laughs> going, he's not right because of this, this, and that, right? And I'd be like arguing to Drew. <laughs> it was a one-sided argument. But then you started doing the sports show in the same building. Yeah, then I started doing Pharrell on the bench back in 1996. And uh, that's when I kind of first got introduced to Drew and Adam. And it was really cool. It was right down the hall. I was bragging to my little brothers and sisters. And oh, then, they were so happy. Yeah, they were pretty uh, They were pretty excited about it. That I was. They didn't care that I was working on Pharrell on the bench, but they were pretty if, excited. If anybody, Pharrell, that guy talks like this. Yeah, I was uh, obsessed with Pharrell. I was... <laughs> 
<laughs> I got obsessed with Pharrell for a minute, and I uh, actually ended up meeting him at one of his live gigs, and we hit it off, and he just said, come on down to the studio. That's how radio works. That's how Anderson's lives work. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Anderson's this life. Yeah. That's, that's, it it this kind of began life. that way, and then I, he trained me. It was genius. He trained me to talk about abuse, but he trained me to do everyone's job in, on his team, and I learned everyone's job, worked for free, and then he fired them all up. of them knew that I was ready to take their spot. And I'm literally over their shoulders watching what they do. And uh, sure enough, somebody finally just going to take any more, and they took off, and I, I hopped in. Plugged so in. more questions. What do you? What was it? What was so? What's the what's the most touching moments that you? Let's just talk about the Anderson and years really so quick. We, really quick. The, the love the, lines, the Anderson years. Very quick. The, the, the drug addict stuff. You were never an addict. You were a, abu- a bad abuser. I, I I toil with everything. And, I think uh, you're just a bad abuser. I think I'm capable. You know, I I don't know. It's, it's a, there's a gray area. It's really? too easy for you to stay sober. It's too easy. Eh, I keep. I will just say. recently, I, thought, will I was thinking maybe I'm in trouble. I'm slipping here, and then I decided not to drink for a while, and, it, and I don't have any problems. The, the regular See, it, addicts can't do that. Yeah, maybe maybe you have like a moderate genetic potential and didn't have the right environmental hit to really trigger it or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so go ahead. So I mean, I, when I drink, I drink like five nights a week, a lot. Drink myself to sleep. Because what? We have a new conversation later. Let's jump to love lines. Here's Wait, when you're ready. When you're ready. <laughs> He's doing the same thing to you that he did to me. It's I, like a, I, I got questions some for crack. you. Do you mind that? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. smoking crack. <laughs> then he starts swinging. <laughs> I smoked crack in New York. I only smoked crack once, and it was glorious. It was great. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I followed this guy into like one of those gay video arcades <laughs> to smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Times Square? Uh, no, like on 7th Avenue. Oh, down in West Village. And then I was staying with my friends that uh, they lived at the plaza. And I remember oh, walking Jesus. back to the plaza at 5 a.m. and I never felt like such a loser. Uh, like with the crack crash, uh, trying to go into the front doors of the plaza. It was you such don't a even, When you're so low, you don't even care if the cops know. You just, <laughs> yeah. just keep walking. God, I felt like a loser. <laughs> but I got questions for Drew from yeah. before my time that yeah. I've never actually... Like, I want to... Do you remember when Gibby Haynes was yep, on? I do. And didn't like he walk off? No, Gibby and Flea. I think Flea and Gibby, yeah. right? And uh, you know, two I didn't, of my I, best friends. What happened? Gibby, butthole surfers, yeah. and Flea from uh, Chili Peppers. Peppers. They were so effed up and so wild. I just couldn't even deal. I couldn't like it was just probably impressive. on acid. They were like, I remember Gibby was like practically, was, he had his legs up on the wall and was like, acid, like he, he was acid, practically acid. upside down. He was lying on the mic, screaming in the microphone. And Flea was just laughing at everything. And it was just, that's acid. It was, it was, True, that's acid. It could have been. Acid makes you feel like everything's a bouncy house. Like the entire, it was all the environment. to do a radio show. And well, I was they were like, young. Oh. You know what I mean? So, so. <laughs> yes, there was that Anderson. Yeah. That? So now, you know who was more fucked up than that was uh, Humpty Hump. Oh yeah, that was Shock alcohol. G. That was, was alcohol though. Ah, uh, he was on E too. He really? was on Molly. I felt bad. E ecstasy. What do they call it now? Uh, it was Molly. ecstasy. Molly. Then X. Then E. Molly. Now Molly. Molly. They haven't moved on to a new name. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, Molly. It'll be Molly something else. But it, whatever the market. Shock G was fucked up. Yeah, he was a mess. Yeah. So. So, but, but so I want to get to the part where here's my take on love lines. Mm. It was a public service. Yes, intended to be. It became entertainment. Well, that was how it delivered the public service. Yeah, but it became way more entertaining yes. than in the eighties. Okay, it became entertaining. It was a. It was a, and then as the explosion of indie rock happened, everybody went there. Yeah. To every time because you had it was a record K-Rock. out, and, yeah, yeah K Rock in the center, the and you thing, could really yeah. talk about something. Then it, the last 
seven, eight, nine, ten years I've been on, it makes me sad. The questions made me sad. Mm. The people's, do, do you know what I mean? A lot it, more it trauma. Like the trauma. A lot more trauma. Is worse and Drew would pull it out sa- too. Really? Drew would find it, and then they would usually call because there was a nugget of, of trauma. And then Drew would they would call about one thing, and then by the time they got off the phone, they were talking about something much more horrific. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Uh, and when Mike would ta- Psycho Mike would try to do his thing, yeah. it just was so jarring juxtaposition. Unlike when it was you and Adam, like you were talking about. And by the way, Adam and I issues, are, but Adam and I are still doing a podcast, so you can get the Adam and Doctor Drew show. You get Adam do you understand what I'm saying? The but, flavor but I'm just saying, of the show changed, but, but will be interesting. Uh, you you haven't listened to it, I guess. We do calls now on Am Dr. Drew Show, and it'd be interesting to see if you can ferret out what you're talking about. I don't know because I'm in it, but you may. Anderson knows because we would look at each other when I'd be on there. It's like so sad. These, but what's going on in America it's with these tough, young people is so sad. It was a tough line, and uh, you know, Mike pulled it off some nights, and other nights he didn't. Corolla was really good about putting because. Corolla puts his heart in the right place yeah. when the time calls for, yeah. and uh, he puts the caller in the pl- in their place when it. He was just a natural at it, and uh, I it, nothing against anyone that followed. Or Corolla. is America getting sadder and weirder, and more I traumatized? Think that, I think that yes. Cor- it was Corolla and Drew were able to handle the calls better than anyone that came after. That's what I think, and keeping it entertaining without getting too deep into yeah. the, the the negativity. But I mean, if you're very jarring about out the seventies being the ground zero of fucked up child abuse, then those kids are how old now? They're like forty, right? So should it be getting worse with the like the twenty? Well, they they that? there was another round. When where, was that in the nineties? In the nineties, where, yeah. where it got then it came to light. Then it came to light, and now it's sort of getting better. It, mm-hmm. Listen, I a lot of the stuff in the nineties. Was people attacking? I got attacked on so many different things. Right. One of the attacks early on was, "We're just finally talking about this. this. Has always been around. This has never been as it never changes. It's always around. It's a tiny percentage, and we're just talking about it more now." And mm-hmm. I was like, "No, incest and it, child, child abuse, sexual, and, child sexual abuse, yeah. and physical abuse. It is out of control epidemic. And now we know it's been an epidemic. There's an epidemic of this." And, uh, so like the 50s, that didn't happen because still in my brain, happened, Drew, even with happened. all those years working with you on Loveline and hearing 20 calls a night post Corolla days, it was five calls a night when it was Corolla. Five, yeah. five calls. Five calls, that's it? That's we all we get through. Because yeah. <laughs> he would be talking about his neighbors or North Hollywood. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's grandma. I still I still see the 50s as like as just as evil as, as anything you know, 60s, 70s. No, I think, it, the, I think the sexual got, revolution changed America. No, the free love shit. Yeah. 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 It became, hey, man, whatever you're into. If you're into kids, all right, whatever. You know, there's, there's little people too, whatever. They're late life. They asked for it. They want it. Closed doors. That's the kind of bullshit that went on. Yeah. I mean, that's went on a lot. And yeah. then these guys were not doing it on just one. They were doing it on many. And no one knew. No one knew to look out for it. No one knew. It just got unleashed all of a sudden. Well, the right place, right time, right? What do you think you would have been doing? This is such a layup question, but like if you didn't find Loveline or Loveline didn't find you, as it were, it was kind of like you guys just practicing medicine. You think you'd yeah. just be like an, yeah. another doctor? Probably. Just another doctor. Well, I would have done more of the psych stuff. Bob and I would have gotten to something interesting. You would have not have met Bob. No, I, I mean, well, it's true. I guess I wouldn't have. I might No, have. I would have been in his rehab as a client. Yeah, if he was doing if he, yeah, he would, you would have been We would have bumped into each other either once, way. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I might have seen him later in his work yeah. and recognized it. It would not, wouldn't have been so jarring to me realizing that somebody who I thought was dead was not just well, but whoa, so doing so well. 
Yeah, he tells that story a lot, Bob. I'm sure you've heard it uh, over and over again. Well, we how, have it on film. Yeah. It is pretty crazy. Because I'm, I'm thinking like I have, I cut my hair and I got these round glasses. I mean, he must know it's me. Because I was uh, what's it called non gracia. I couldn't go to K Rock. I wasn't allowed. Right. <laughs> like, I was, he was like one of those guys. When you go into K Rock, because we worked over there for years, like there's first thing you see when you walk in the lobby is a bunch of printed out pictures of people's faces that aren't allowed in me there and, anymore. Me and the poor you man been up there back. <laughs> <laughs> Bob with his crazy, crazy hair and his glasses. Oh, I love and, it. Uh, the, the sad part about poor man is he would be welcomed had he not sued everybody and then made it put everyone in a position where they couldn't talk to him, speak about him. Impossible. It's crazy. It, the, the suits were, I mean, so awful and hurt so many people and were so time consuming and so. Is and, Jed and, and they still went, on? No. Is Jed and they went over on? and over and over again. So we were like, clamp down cannot speak the name cannot talk to him cannot get near it's too dangerous too dangerous it was crazy you know so many people also thought they invented love lines i've i've spoken to four who deeply believe they well, i know of one person lines. who thinks they did and you just mentioned his name yeah I never, no, I never, there's I a couple other djs that claim to uh, there's too. A sweat, the very Lewis, first were the Lewis, swedish eagle right yeah Mason. eagle that's what i was gonna swedish say swedish eagle and scott mason were the first two well, to larry ever woodside freddie snakeskin says he invented it yeah larry woodside had some involvement early on i i'm the one who actually came up with <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you weren't even born yet yeah. but you came up i with was it. born it yet. was you know what it was was an evolution it's something that evolved you know what yeah I just saw a documentary. Uh, it comes out actually. I think it just came out. Depending on when this drops, it's called Nuts. It's a great documentary. Okay, take a break. You're gonna tell us about Nuts when we get back. It's the first love line. I want to welcome Aloe Treatment Centers out in Malibu as a new sponsor. I know we can trust it because I started it and I, I work there. I can vouch for that. But the fact is, it's the way we used to do things. You and I. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, basic Minnesota model, really strong boundaries with clients, individualized treatment plans. Absence but with space, this, yeah, absence social space. model, yeah, yeah, great yeah. team. It's a great team, been there a long time. Some Good. of the people have been there since the beginning. But here's the other thing is millennials need to learn how to get their driver's license and get a job. And we're starting a coffee house where the kids are going to work. You know, that type of stuff. So it's like a, the best of the 20th century and a new 21st century model. Which is social, employment rehab. Growing right. up. Vocational rehab. Personal responsibility. in the world, being in the world, yeah. and recovery. Yeah, long term. Well done. And we're back. Tell us about this Nuts documentary. All right, Nuts. Uh, you're probably familiar with a doctor named J.R. Brinkley. No. John Brinkley. Rumi- Romulus Brinkley. No? It sounds kind of familiar now. He's a doctor who came up with a way to cure uh, weak sexuality, I think what he called it, where he took goats who were always banging in his backyard. Uh, He'd always see them out of his office window banging like rabbits, and he sliced little parts of their testicles off, put them inside men's, what do you call it, Darcy tunic? Darto's tunic. Darto's tunic, (laughs) inside their their ball sack, and they would miraculously be able to have children after that. And this man did that for was this a in number Norway? of years. Where was this? He also isn't this part of what Charlie Sheen's doctor is doing? Something about goats and goats that don't get AIDS. The same kind. Don't of keep uh, abreast to a doc- Charlie yeah. Sheen's doctor's <laughs> activities. But he also cre- he was kind of run out of town by other doctors and the, uh, the the medical board, as you'd imagine, Drew. Uh, he went down to Mexico, erected this giant uh, transmitter 
so that he could preach his message and his advertisements, essentially, from Mexico back over the border to the rest of the country. And that's 91X? No. <laughs> no, 91X <laughs> used the same model as J.R. Brinkley. And uh, the first things that he started talking about, I want to say this is, I saw this a couple weeks ago, I want to say it's the 30s. Yeah, it's in the middle of the Depression. And he's talking about sexuality. And uh, most uh, Americans are tuning in and they're riveted by this. But, you know, the powers that be were like just, st- they were taken aback at how filthy the radio airways had, wow. had become. Oh, is there, is and there he was tapes talking, of the show? He was Can doing Loveline. Can you hear it? In this documentary, they definitely have clips. I'm he was not, answering uh, questions and stuff. He was answering questions, wow. uh, sex questions. And he was before talking Kinsey? about. Before Kinsey? Before Kinsey. Wow. And I was thinking, this is People the first time anyone did Loveline. Before Line. Kinsey? They were having sex before Shocking. Kenzie. Shocking. It was boring. It was only missionary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you watch the Masters of Sex? Do you watch? I it? do not. Do you? Who lives it, man? No, I, I don't. Okay, because it's I don't know. Uh oh. I'll tell you what I do watch is Unreal. You seen that show yet? No. Not. No. Unreal. No. Uh, don't have time for new shows. Okay, no. So Anderson, if you're, I just watched three episodes last yeah? night. I okay. can't. It's too slow. Yeah? I can't get to it. Orange is the New Black is my favorite yes. TV show because you know what? It's it's not trying to be movies. It's not trying to be cinematic. It's just good storytelling. Have you great finished, characters. Have you finished the season? Yeah, it was a little weaker than seasons past, but it's what TV should be. No, I you know? thought it was strong. I thought I thought the too the, much scat for me. Too much scatological humor. But this I season. thought the 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 racial explorations were really good. Really good. I love so, that show. Yeah. So, the, Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. So, so you don't mind television. You're not a, oh, a I love cinema I- no, elitist. No, no you, got me, you got me like all worked up in your head. <laughs> Bob is like some kind of well, uh, I've seen pretentious You're up the Egyptian no. seeing the Fassbender no, marathon I, film. I'm the first to say that I hate those movies if, they, oh, if they're you? no good. Yeah. Like the Neon Demon right now is a bunch of uh, pretentious people will tell you it's great. Have you not heard great. Have you heard of that? No, what is it? There's, I wanted to go to the movies on Thursday night. It's kind of date night around our house, but there's a baby sticking out of the front, so yeah, it's not really going that well. So, so weird, it has to it? be a good movie. And we looked and looked and looked and scoured and scoured. The only movie <laughs> we wanted to see was a documentary called Witness. Have you heard of this? No. Remember the woman who was beaten and raped in New York City and 38 yes. people witnessed it and yes. called and nobody did anything? Yes. It was Some called, light viewing. Uh, uh, I wanted to see that documentary, but yeah. it was in Encino, so we didn't but, go. But as it pertains to films. Gate 5. And television. <laughs> Listen, yeah. film, he knows television. all I the Lemleys. He knows all the Lemleys <laughs> across Southern California. Playhouses out here. Yeah. We should be sponsored by Lemley Theater. As it pertains to film, radio, and television, my daughter said something interesting yesterday. She said, you know, in Orange and the New Black, it's important viewing. It's so It's such a... A, a sort of uh, the way people should be thinking about race and race relations or the important conversations they should mm-hmm. be having about it. And she goes, she said this, she goes, if television were able to change people in the culture, this would do it. And I thought, well, it does. It does kind Entertainment of. always has. Yeah, but I think it used to we, be more we, so we did than with it Loveline. Now. That was the idea. That was the idea. Loveline Love galvanized Love. Teen mom. Same idea. Changing. Everything's so splintered. Can I splintered. say one thing no about, about media? media. You're, right, you're right. But if, a, it can, if you can get enough, uh, you know, sort of a, whatever it is. A, you know, a little a, seedling that could yeah. grow and then the idea is critical mass. What is the most popular television show that had the highest percentage of Americans watching ever? Isn't I love show? Lucy. Who was the husband on that show? Ricky Ricardo. Is he a white middle class father knows best no. dad? No, but that he was sort had of, more to but he was do. Sort of made into that, but that we had more to do with race. With I Ms. think it Mr. had a lot privilege. to do. I think it had a lot. <laughs> I'm to calling do with. you out on white privilege. <laughs> Bob Forrest has white privilege. I, Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. 
But then we had uh, that setback was in the 70s with All in the, fa- all in the Family. All yep. in the Family. And, uh, I talked about it. What's his name? Uh, the, the Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. They actually wrote him to be ironic and comical. Like people could laugh at his ridiculous views and it backfired and people no, no. started agreeing with him. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely. I studied well, it. Well, nowadays. nowadays yeah. I, I can happened. tell you as somebody who lived it. Yeah. Anybody, I mean, it's like saying, uh, you know, if somebody has a white supremacist BS and they find people that agree, you know, right. or get some fire. A lot up. of the country agreed. I mean, they took polls and whatnot. It was alarming. It was well, alarming. And then they started was, getting pressure on well, how now, to write that well, character because people are. were actually following what he was saying as truths Jeez. and looking to him. And uh, something's kind of similar is going on right now. Yes, very similar. Yeah. But but what's the highlight for you of all time of Love Lines? It's so tough. Isn't that a yeah, hard one? Biggest star. What, didn't Oasis come in there one time? My favorite guests. They Oasis? They were no good. They were not, not as lovely. Really guess. sweet. They, they were yeah, very nice. nice. Guys. They were and the you know what? For British, I know, I know, for British bands, they were like some of the nicest we, yeah. we encountered. Yeah, not the British bands are not, not fun on that show. Blur was not nice. Blur was... Uh, they came in uh, as the gorillas. Mr. T was a highlight. You weren't around for that. No. That was a good one. Uh, that was <laughs> Anne's first guest. That was a Phyllis band. Diller. Every <laughs> great rock and roll band for the last Cloris 30 Leachman. years has been Cloris in there. Cloris Leachman uh, gave great anal sex advice, and yes. I was shocked. Yes. And it was actually really good yikes. advice. Oh, yeah. it was yikes. And, and, yikes. and poor... Uh, Nick Schwartz and was also on the show and just That's right. there like oh my god Schwartz but Schwartz would tell you like, like, she was giving good advice <laughs> yeah she really was she <laughs> was saying push out which is like counterintuitive but it makes sense <laughs> Cloris Leachman it was it was explicit I, I'm not sure you need to go there but, but it was Cloris Leachman this is becoming this has but, a little taste yeah. of love life what else what, what there, I can't Who remember is, all the insane clown posse was my favorite guest ever yeah, they yeah. always brought it yeah. they were always very funny um. Andy Dick was always really funny. Did yeah. Ice Cube come in? I Ice Cube came in. You know what? He was, was there. he was on the TV show. He came in with Easy E, didn't he? They, they no, did Eazy the radio show. Easy by himself. Really? But I, but yeah, as far as I remember. But Ice Cube was on the uh, TV show. Alec Baldwin was a highlight. Yeah. And here I'll tell you this quick little little story. Alec Baldwin showed up about an hour early, right? And I I was hour I was in there early. Yeah. Working on setting up the show and uh, the doorbell rings in the old studio, Culver City. I'm like, "Ah shit." So I go down and answer the door. It's Alec Baldwin and his, his buddy. And I'm like, "Oh my god, Alec, uh hey, uh no one gets here. Drew doesn't get here for another half hour. Corolla will get here in about a minute they before the, the show starts." Lot? I'm like, "You can go to there's a bar right there. I didn't know that he was on the program at the time." <laughs> Like, why don't you go hang out of the bar over yeah, there? Yeah, you need some meth. And he was all, <laughs> Alec was all excited. Why don't you give him some of your I meth? wasn't on meth anymore. I quit meth before I started working with Drew. And right before I started working with Drew, actually. Oh, Not why? because of Drew. Hours I swear to God. I mean, I've done meth since yeah. I've known him, but I wasn't yeah, doing it on yeah. a regular basis. Uh, and then Alec looks at me. I'll never forget Alec. He's like, he's all excited. He's looking over my shoulder trying to see in the building. And he goes, he says, when does Anderson get here? I'm like, holy fuck, Alec Baldwin is excited. So I'm like, I'm Anderson, come in, I'll show you what I do. And I, he was asking That's about the awesome. sound effects and all that. He's like a little kid. It was great. That's, That's cool. Awesome. That was really exciting. That's a good one. Who, who are the most famous people we have? We have uh, the, Alec Baldwin was on? Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Do you Willie remember, Nelson was Do you remember on? The, the bus, yeah. Drew? The pot bus. He was so, smoking, did you smoke some with him? Dave? Yeah. No, he did not. <laughs> He we second handed. Have him you for heard? Sure. The, have you heard the thing where Snoop Dogg smoked some with him, and Snoop was like paralyzed. No, he like, smoked so much. Yeah, Snoop was on a bunch it's of Willie times. Willie Nelson weed, brother. Yeah, yeah. Snoop it's was on some, a bunch of times with us. 
Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd bring his people. Yeah. He'd have a he'd have a crew, Don probably Magic about Juan. twenty people with him, this and guy, they would just overtake the entire building. Wearing a green, dri- driving a green Cadillac with with it was a spiritual advisor, Dan, with, a, with <laughs> Don Magic Wand, <laughs> with, a, with a cane, yeah. a diamond cane. No, the Willie Nelson tuxedo. thing was great though. Back to Willie Nelson for a second. He had his bus out there. They invited Drew and and uh, Corolla onto the bus to meet. Willie Nelson on his like mythical bus that he tours the country. Was there weed yeah. everywhere? Oh, and just they <laughs> had to sit down at, at the front of the bus. Remember this yeah. on the bench, and then they said, "Hold on." An assistant went to get uh, uh, Willie. He knocked on the door, and then he says, uh, "I present to you Willie Nelson." He actually presented him like yeah. he was royalty. <laughs> a door opens up. I'm not exaggerating. Like a plume of smoke comes yeah. out of this back room that he was in. And that was before was it was so commonly known that he was a <laughs> big stoner. It, it was just not. It, it was, was really known. weird. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. I, and then braided Willie Nelson comes out, and he couldn't have been nicer. And yeah, nice like, we all just sat there, and he showed us and told us a couple stories. It was great. And you taped it. You no, he, came, no. he came on the show. He then came on. The show. Oh, he we, came on the yeah, show. Yeah, this is like pre-show stuff. This is the stuff I'm talking about. It was fun. Well, any other any words? stalkers come by sometimes? Oh yeah. We had that one lady that used yeah. to send Drew casseroles and and cookies. And, Casseroles and cookies that did not keep, especially the casseroles, and then uh, diary with her poop schedule, which I yeah. really yeah, was upset really, by, very sick and her menstruation cycle. Well, Remember you want to know that, that if you're thinking of yeah. getting involved. Kathy was a good guest. <laughs> you need to know. Kathy was a good, good guest. Oh, Kathy Griffin. Always you love guest. Kathy. Yeah, she she's, she's, she's good. good. Um, we have a lot. We, Heather Graham is a famous story with Heather Graham. It's a great story. We should just tell famous stories. What did she Heather do? Graham, you know, the, the yeah, actress. I know. She's in, uh, what's the... She came on for Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, Nights Austin Powers. So, and she was before... And we, we always got everybody before. I was just thinking we had uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. I thought about this. this I remember morning, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, when he was two Very guys, stoked. a girl in a pizza kitchen. Yeah, and he could not have been a nicer guy. And I thought to myself, don't remember the girl, or the he, guy. He didn't do that much on the show either. No, but I don't remember the other girl, the girl and the other guy. No, I have no idea. I, I couldn't tell you who they were. I had a girlfriend that was a costume designer on that show though at the time. So I two I was, guys, a girl in a pizza kitchen. Ryan about Reynolds was starring in that. It was a TV show. TV show. Well, that's oh, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Yeah, and uh, anyway, so another similar. You know, three actors, I recall, and an actor and two actresses came in to, to talk. It was some movie about a murder in a bathtub. That's all I remember. It's about a bathtub. Are you talking about Ryan Reynolds now? Or no, now we're doing Heather Graham. Okay. And it was a movie that was going straight to DVD. It wasn't being released or anything. And uh, Adam's sort of making talk. I, it's unclear if it was during the show or during a commercial break. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Okay. So I'm probably was during it might have been before break. I worked on the show. Yeah. And he sort of kicks back and he goes, hey, you're a nice looking girl. You seem very talented. What, what are you working on now? And she goes, well, I'm kind of excited. I'm doing a new film. It's about the porn industry in the 70s it stars this is 1990 whatever stars Burt Reynolds and Marky Mark we're like what Marky Mark's brother <laughs> Burt Reynolds what it sounded ungood <laughs> yeah she was and, uh, and I wear roller skates the whole time and it's about the porn industry we're like what the, who? Adam Lilly goes who is your agent for God's sake <laughs> but if I had been there Bob being yeah. the film nerd that I am yeah. I would have said hey this is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson who made a movie called Hard Eight which actually is originally called Sydney it was oh, called wow. it Sydney wow. and wow. that's a great movie so She's going to be okay because Paul Thomas Anderson knows how to make a movie. Magnolia. Is Magnolia one of the greatest movies ever? Uh, Magnolia, I can't stand. I hate it. I love it. Well, Tom I, Cruise, it's Tom a roller coaster. Cruise, I'm thinking Tom this is one of the greatest is movies so ever. so great. And then the next moment, I'm like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And then the next moment, I'm like, this is one of the greatest movies. It's a, it's a <laughs> roller coaster. Well, that about does our time, guys. We Any more, more highlights? My, my favorite thing when I worked on the show was doing the sound effects and getting creative and clever with the sound effects. And uh, I used to mess with Adam. I don't know if he ever figured it out, but a lot of the time I would, because he would get angry with some of the effects I would play, and I would s- 
fix it so that everyone could hear it except for Adam. Oh, <laughs> that was always fun. So everyone uh, like that was listening. I didn't know cars, that. I, I don't even know, know if that. Drew did that. I, I did not know that until just now. It was very fun. I used to always have it was like, time. all right, Anderson, just press the shut, p- shut slide, the fuck up and slide the potentiometer, push the buttons, <laughs> would you, Anderson? <laughs> and then uh, the one time with Stryker, actually, I, I upset him so greatly with my sound effects that he actually came around oh, and yeah. uh, tried to punch me. Uh, in my room yeah. was when we had Lindsay Lohan on and it was before she was kind of out and I kept playing we had her on the show no she called in remember oh, yeah. we had her on yeah, by yeah. phone and I kept playing I had out of context Drew drops of Drew saying you're a lesbian you're a lesbian oh my and goodness. I kept playing them and Drew and, and Stryker was giving me the look through the glass like if you play it one more time I swear to God and I couldn't help myself I had to <laughs> for good radio passion. Right? Good radio. Passion. I played it and he came in and he didn't he rushed over and Lindsay was still on the phone and he wanted to punch me he punched my board instead it defending the the virtue of Lindsay Lohan yeah, alright the great that, Stryker we're but then we made up. TMZ because of that not because of the drops, but because she was on the show. All right, we got to take a break. And she was outed. Uh, on the reminder: show. check out uh, this life podcast, also this life uh, Facebook this, page, right? and the Twitter handles at this life podcast. Also, ask Bob Forrest and at Dr. Drew Anderson Cowan at After Disaster Podcast. Yeah, AfterDisaster.com yeah. dot com and uh, Cinematics Film Vault. And thanks to AndyCowan.com. Anderson Cowan. Thanks to AndersonCowan.com. Yeah. And thanks to Andrew. And, and the Pittsburgh and, Penguins. Yeah. Let's just such a glorious year. Talk I just keep NHL it. Network on in the background all summer. And at First Lady of Love for her stewardship here. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Fuck your Netflix and chill, boo. Cause baby, I just want to know you. And fuck those bitches on your timeline, too. Cause they ain't got what I could give you Baby, I ain't tryna run no game And I'm through fucking with these lames They always got something to say, ayy So if I come over, can I stay? If it's you that I choose to lay with All you gotta do is say yes Ain't no tricky question I ain't got time for stressing Over this lesson I'm about to teach you I want your hands all over My body, I know we're not sober Baby, tell me what you wanna do Baby, tell me what you wanna do I'm stuck here processing these thoughts of you if you need some extra time, that's cool Just know that I'm gon' hold it down for you Baby, I'm gon' hold it down for you I'm stuck here processing these thoughts of you Cause baby, I could spend my time on you So baby, tell me what you wanna do Well, I'm just a man who's addicted to life Bottles and models and women on mine Telling the truth, girl, I'm not trying to lie I know that you want me, I seen in your eyes No use, old long, girl, it's always the same shit Your man, he just ain't shit He leave you so anxious All of them suck, girl, that last one was dangerous Baby, I ain't trying to run no game But you the type of feeling, don't say shit So you never quite have been up as the main shit, and all I'm really trying to say is I can make you mind if you say it All you gotta do is say yes This ain't no tricky question I ain't got time for stressing Over this lesson I'm about to teach you I 
want your mind all over Baby, I know you're not sober But won't you tell me what you wanna do Baby, tell me what you wanna do I'm stuck here scribbling these thoughts of you And I could spend my time on you So baby, tell me what you wanna do